Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bottom Line with Bob and Kendall Ehrlich. We've got a great show for you today. We're going to first comment on Virginia because it sort of encapsulates what we're going to be talking about. It does. We teased last week concerning what we would talk about this week. I refer to this topic generally as unforced errors. I'll get into that in a second. But we have discussed privately the press is a buzz about the polls in Virginia, the governor's race in Virginia, the governor's race in Virginia being the race that everybody knows is a prime indicator with respect to where the country is and maybe where the country's going in the midterm elections. So we're going to talk a lot about the Virginia governor's race next week. But given the tease from last week, which is, in my view, unforced errors, or in other words, say what? (laughs) I define unforced errors as policy calls that have been made by the new administration that didn't need to be made, that were more gratuitous, that have led to very negative results. And that's what we're going to talk about this week. So I would say, babe, that each one of these issues, each one of these policy calls, if you will, has elements in common, one being unforced. Just they did it because they wanted to do it. They did it because Trump had done it. They wanted to undo it. Uh, nobody was, was, was forcing them, in other words. It wasn't a function of decisions made uh, in, in a dire moment. Uh, also, each has had poor results to this point. Also, each, if you believe the polls, and generally we do, is not reflective of the national mood, right. what the people want. And uh, also, the bottom line is each is nevertheless part of a progressive agenda that was discussed, but not really during the course of the campaign. We've talked about that a lot. The old Joe Biden, the sort of the old liberal mainstream establishment politician has now morphed into the progressive president and a progressive administration at that. So given that as the foundation here, things to think about, say what, unforced errors. The first clearly is the economy. We're going to talk about the constituent elements at work here. And one is extended unemployment benefits that, uh, in our view, has equaled these help wanted signs. You see, you've come back to me. Of course. You've come back to me from the store numerous times over the past couple months. Oh, you can't believe the shelves. I've never seen America with th- this many empty shelves on it. I call it socialist shelves, by the way. That's what uh, socialism I, I believe looks that like. too. That that's not, what it, and I'm not saying we're at socialism. That's how it creeps, but, creeps in, though. But it, it's concerning. We're not used to that. Right. It, it's different. It's not what our expectation is as Americans. And with everything sitting on the docks, not enough workers to get off. Well, that's the next issue here. That's part of the the umbrella of the economy, the supply chain disruption. Exactly. Uh, We see lack of labor, given these help wanted signs, uh, still looming out there as a function. Also the pandemic, also coming out of the pandemic, we know that. Uh, Just my my book is late as far as the hard copies being printed by the printer because of the uh, pandemic. We see this time and time again. The empty shelves, though, are something that it's really hard to get out of your mind, isn't it? Once you see it, you can't unsee it. Well, and it continues. I mean, you think it's going to catch up. And even during COVID, we had empty shelves. But then there came a time where they were full again. And this is a sort of a strange uh, 
time that you feel like, well, when are they going to get full again? And if they are or if they aren't. And you got to believe that that is part of the purposeful process of government control. Well, we shall see. We shall see. Well, I'll tell you what's not part. It's a byproduct, maybe not purposeful, but it is a, a byproduct of the laws of economics, which is inflation. And we see a rekindling of inflation now. The administration downplayed the spiking of inflation originally. It now appears inflation is going to be around for a while. Less goods, rising costs equals spiking prices equals inflation. It's not real complicated. Uh, again, not transitory. It is going to be here for a while. And that is the most hurtful tax on working class and poor Americans. For those of us that lived it in the late 70s, wow. it is a repeat of that. And also, we now have a comparison. We have a comparison with the Trump administration where the economy was booming. Prior to the pandemic. Prior to the pandemic, it was booming. Best economy ever. Lowest unemployment rate ever. And the border was quiet. Uh, and it, it's just, uh, we really have something to compare now. And we recognize, I think many people recognize, just going to the gas pump, uh, how well, much we'll better that. that was. And Don't get ahead of me now. I'm You're- sorry. <laughs> I said that right away. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> amazing. I've never heard that in 28 years of marriage. Um, so, and, and sort of the element, uh, the fourth element here is the vaccine mandate. And now we're seeing the American people and unions striking back. We see the courtroom being the, now the focal point of this particular issue. It's a huge game of chicken with American labor. The administration is playing. We're talking about... Lots of jobs, including nurses. We're talking about pilots, exactly. We're talking about police. So uh, some employers are now blinking, we see. Uh, but again, we're now in the courts here. But So when you add the extended unemployment benefits, the supply chain disruption, uh, the spike in inflation, the vaccine mandate. Well, the vaccine, vaccine mandate, also people are uh, just beside themselves as the border, all these people on the border come over and they're not mandated. They're not getting shots. They, oh, you're getting ahead of me again. Oh, again. <laughs> we, should have, we should have talked more. We're going to get into both, I promise you. But concerning, again, this element of the economy, that the bottom line is there's less job creation, less growth, less consumer confidence. Uh, more consumer angst. And you want to make it worse? You want to make what we've discussed here in the first 10 minutes of the show worse? A massive tax increase and new regulatory burdens. That will result in a lot of further angst with respect to small business, job creation, and the healthy American economy. So we have this economy we out there. In my view, again, unforced errors, a series of unforced errors, the mandate being the latest and something that's truly problematic because and I do want to, I think we should make this point. We've made this point. You've made this point a number of times. The fact you're against the mandate doesn't mean you're against the vaccine. They're two separate issues. Right. Right. We are pro vaccine. We've done our commercial. We're out there. We're, we encourage everybody to get the vaccine. But with respect to particular populations, if we had a daughter who was 14 years old, we'd have some real Right. Thoughts Again, that, it's correct? it's with you and your doctor, which right. we always said, yep. and uh, we still believe that. But the problem with the mandate is now now it's the booster, and <laughs> now we have to get a booster shot. And I got to tell you, I think that's where I draw the line. Uh, every year we get a flu shot, but it doesn't cover all the flus, <laughs> and they tell you that. 
So we've been vaccinated and we've done our part, but it. So we continue to encourage. We don't people want to, to do vaccinated. booster after booster after booster. Now, if you got your shot earlier and feel like you need to do that, be my talk guest. to your doctor. Talk to your doctor. But anyway, there's a it huge goes on difference. and on. Is my point. The, the yeah. goalpost continues well, to move, we've seen even that. though you, you, we've been in a lot of airports lately. Have you, have you <laughs> noticed when Fauci is on the screen, everybody just shakes their head, rolls their eyes, and looks the other way? Well, it's the the new narrative. Whatever the new narrative of the day is. So that's one issue out there, the economy and all these constituent elements. The second issue, part of the economy, energy, energy prices, gas prices. We know what uh, the administration did, the new administration did with respect to the pipeline, Keystone. We see sticker shock at the pump these days. Sticker shock in your monthly energy bills is coming. Again, we shutter pipelines and gas fields, and then we ask Russia and OPEC to increase capacity, something that has not been given a whole lot of attention by the press. It's just, again, talk about an unforced error. They did it because they wanted to do it, because they wanted to undo Trump administration policy. And then we go to Russia and OPEC, please increase your capacity with respect to fossil fuels. It's part of the government control. It's very purposeful. At least the average person out there is believing it is totally purposeful. And every time they go to the gas pump, they're angry. So again, where that leads in the midterms, I think that's a good thing for us. But in the meantime, we have to continue to pay this incredible big tax increase on all levels. In my speeches, I use the line, this is what America in the middle of the pack looks like. Mm. This That's is what, what they America wanted. in the middle of the pack looks That's like. That's what you always say. When people start complaining about the election, you I say, do. Guilty. This is what you wanted. This is who you voted for. Binary decision, A or B. A or B. You didn't get C. A or B. Trump or Biden. <sighs> How do you like it? You see our conversations at home, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it's exhausting. <laughs> Third, unforced error. Defund the police. <laughs> Maybe the most obvious unforced error. A, f- a function of, of course, what went down in, in uh, Minneapolis uh, and, and, and the riots that ensued and the civil unrest that ensued uh, and the national conversation that has partially ensued, but not the real conversation we think people need. So we have huge spikes in violent crime in our major cities, especially murder rates. You're the prosecutor. You're the criminal defense lawyer. We've talked about this many times privately. And we see... <sighs> With respect to these big cities, in many cases, not all cases, Soros-sponsored prosecutors, Soros-sponsored light-on-crime prosecutors that have contributed now to this national problem. Almost always you see it. And people really are uh, pushing back on that, Uh, mentioning the new mayor of New York, Mm -hmm. uh, although very very far left, but not so much on crime because you see what's happening in New York. People are not spending dollars. They're not hanging out late at night. It's not the town that it has been uh, when it was considered safe. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see what the Christmas season brings for New York. But at any rate, people want to feel safe. They know that. And then, of course, we've discussed this before, but defunding the police hurts vulnerable communities more than anybody. And it's just ludicrous. So the thinking on this is terrible all the way around and shameful. Equally shameful is the fact that numerous of the major advocates 
with respect to this position, defunding the police, have their own private security. They're public officials. They have access to public security right. or the very wealthy, uh, the limousine liberal types. It's just, it was insane when it came out. It was, when they took cops, the show cops off the air. Now it's coming back. Well, that's I at mean, least a good indicator. I like that. But, I like that small little indicator that but, is coming back. But think about the hypocrisy there. I what, know. what? We didn't need police in the last in the last year. It's just, just it's insulting. It's insulting to the American public. It's insulting to uh, people. But at your point is, babe, is the best point there. The people most at risk are the people in the most marginal neighborhoods. Absolutely. And these are they, also they the need people. to call the police and <laughs> and talk about being trapped inside uh, and unsafe to go out, fearful for their life on a daily basis. Not to mention kids trying to go to school in those neighborhoods. I mean, it's just it trickles down. It's it's a shame. And hopefully, we're going to wake up. And and again, that means paying attention to those woke prosecutors that are not abiding by the law and should be impeached because they're not fulfilling or their recalled, oath. recalled, recalled, yeah. Whatever cases, the word if is. You have it, if you have it. Next, unforced error, the border. And there's uh, one aspect here I want to bring. We've talked about the general issues concerning the border, especially the central issue now, which is the courts are <laughs> revisiting as we speak, making the Biden administration at least temporarily reinstate uh, stay in Mexico. But the Biden administration obviously will, will fight it and it'll end up going to the Supreme Court and they'll come up with a new policy. But as we've discussed numerous times, other commentators have discussed, it was all about undoing whatever Trump did. Stay in Mexico was a wild success. It had resulted in border peace. It did. Border peace. And it was undone. And over the past 10, 11 months, it has been chaos even reported by the mainstream press, they've had to. One aspect of this we have not gotten into, which as a former governor appeals to me in a sense it needs to be talked about, is the, is the funding. The feds <laughs> aren't going to pick up the tab for many of these tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of undocumented migrants. Right. As a governor, you have It'll to It'll burden the, the states. Well, absolutely. And nobody's talking about that at all. Uh, you earlier mentioned the vaccine issue. Yeah. I mean, we're being told we should get boosters, and these people are walking across the border, and they're not getting anything. They're not forced to be getting anything. They're not even masked. Yeah. So increased local costs because the feds uh, would not do its job. Increased sex trafficking because the feds would not do its job. Increased drug smuggling because the feds will not do, I guess, it's uh, The cartels are job. in control of the border. Yeah, they and control the border. <laughs> that's in fact the new the headlines. Yeah. They're the terrorists, not parents. <laughs> Next, related to this issue, hidden costs in the spending bill. We earlier discussed this, maybe the show before last, concerning the free quote unquote community college tuitions, uh, universal pre K. It's free for free for states for a particular period of time, and then the states have to pick up X percentage. We've seen this shell game. It's played in Washington. Exactly. It's been perfected in Washington over the past 20, 30 years. Republicans and Democrats, this is not a partisan criticism. It is, uh, it's the way, it's the new federalism. It's broken federalism, but it is the new federalism. We get a press conference. We get an idea. We pass a bill. We congratulate ourselves. We run on that particular prank when we run for re-election. And then the bill, two, three, five years down the road, goes to the states. Mm -hmm. And nobody talks about it. 
except governors because they're it's legislatures, state legislatures that are forced to deal with this. So again, unfunded mandates, a real problem, hidden costs in this $3.5 trillion spending bill, which is presently, as we speak, as we do the show today, stuck because of two senators, Cinema and Please Manchin. Please keep it stuck. Well, Please keep it stuck. There are, they cannot win this. I'm serious. This is, a, this is so detrimental to the country. And of course, Senator Sanders went after Senator Manchin last week with an editorial in a West Virginia newspaper, which is really weird because I believe the Biden administration is approval rate in West Virginia is around in, in the 20s. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's I wonder not a, how, many, how many West Virginians read Bernie Sanders, but well, anyway. they may have read it, but they didn't like what they read. And Senator Manchin, by the way, today struck back. Good. Uh, we have a Democratic Socialist from Vermont telling the people of West Virginia, <laughs> called the coal state, uh, that $3.5 trillion in Green New Deal, blah, 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 human infrastructure, blah, 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 spending is a good thing for them. Very few people in that state will buy it. We're not going to discuss this in great detail. We've devoted numerous shows. We'll devote future shows to this. But Afghanistan, the president, unforced air, what happened, not listening to the generals, abandoning the Air Force base, paying the Taliban, Americans left behind, General Milley, uh, just everything, uh, unforced air in the view of many, including us. This complete disaster is not getting the media coverage that it's starting to just fade, 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 fade. And that's what the administration fade, said fade, it fade. would. And that's what they want to do. So you need to recognize and keep informed. We still have over a thousand people, Americans, that's that what, are trying to get out of there. That's what we think. That are literally fighting for their lives, literally, yes. every day fighting for their lives. And to think that the American government would do this is, is just appalling. But the story, fade, 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 that's what they want. Remember the phrase the president used? We're going to turn the page. And turn that page. was a message to the media, legacy media, we're going to turn the page. And when the legacy media turns the page, it's up to Fox and sort of the right-wing folks out there with the podcast Social like us media to keep it alive. To keep it going. Because the legacy media took the hint and they've turned the page. And Americans are still, as you said, babe, still left behind. The last element here with respect to <laughs> unforced errors, this is something I can't even get my brain around what, it, what has gone down over the past month, which is the threat of FBI involvement, FBI investigations, if you will, concerning parents showing up at local school board meetings. This is, as someone who really cares about education, as someone who really cares about free speech, <laughs> it's... And you've, you've been in government. You want to see government work. What is the FBI doing in this? <laughs> Obviously, the phony predicate here is domestic terrorism, Ugh. and as though the FBI needs. A, if there was someone out there making terroristic threats or whatever, of course that's a federal case. Go after that person. We know that. That's the law. Okay, go after domestic terrorists. But to have regular parents showing up, exercising their First Amendment rights. At local school boards, which is as American as you can get, education devolved to the local level, 
these decisions are properly made at the local level. The federal government has a limited but important role to play concerning education. That's what we believe. That's what the majority of America believes. And to have this threat hanging out there concerning just regular old folks who send their kids to public school, most of whom can't afford private school or parochial school, showing up because they're concerned about the content being taught to their children. And now they read the paper that the Justice Department may stick the FBI on them, forget it. Unacceptable under any circumstances. There's nothing. A lot of these other issues we talk about, they're both sides. We know that we, we choose a side. We have a philosophical orientation. We believe what we believe. We've been in public life. People know where we're coming from. I can't see another side to this, babe. I cannot see a justification for this threat. No, and, and people that are, uh, well, we saw somebody get arrested this week, so Lawyers need to represent these folks. Lots of legal pressure needs to be on them, uh, just like uh, it, for the mandates. Uh, those, those cases will be in the court. They'll be decided in the court. Uh, when you have companies yeah. mandating and firing people if they don't comply over and over again, uh, the lawyers really need to pay attention, and uh, you really need to consult with somebody if that happens to you to be able to do that. This Loudoun County, Virginia... The center of the um, case universe. is the center of the universe for this, uh, for those who might not have seen, but a man whose daughter had been raped uh, came to the school board to talk about that incident and talk about the policy that they were trying to implement in Loudoun County. And he was forcibly beaten up and arrested because he came to talk about this incident. It's the most outrageous thing you've ever seen. You can't believe it's happening in the United States of America. And this, my friends, is going to change Virginia, in my view. I think it's going to have a huge impact, I hope. It already has. Because it needs to. It has had an... There or was the a polls. resignation the also. Oh, there was a resignation oh, The resignation, from but I'm that talking board. about the polls. I'm talking about... That governor's race we'll talk about next week. And this is the kind of thing that we need to pay attention to. They, the progressives, think they can get away with this stuff little by little without the media covering it, mainstream media covering it. This is the kind of story. This is the direction the country's headed in. Pay attention and fight back. Can I say something? Yes. Progressives have gotten away with a lot. Over the past 30 years. A lot. Oh, my God. You can't All you have to go do to college campus these days. At, we, we weren't paying attention. And we weren't one paying of the attention. Un, uh, un- they will not get away with this. No. They will not get away with shutting down parents. Parents love their children. They will not get away with intervening between the parent and what the kid is learning in public school. And let me say this, that um, the, the parents are fighting back. And the unintended consequence of COVID was that all of a sudden, more people are paying attention to exactly what their children are being taught because of that messed up yeah, year. Great point. Um, great and point. it's just interesting here in Maryland where we weren't in school last year, but we are in school this year. I really, what was the difference in the time for that? Uh, you just feel like that, that year was lost sometimes for no good reason. And I think that parents really, really want more control about what is happening in our public schools and good for them. That's the way it should be. No, the parents are not terrorists and the parents are the ones that should have the control in these school boards. The parents are consumers. Exactly. We're talking about public schools paid for by tax dollars 
children in those public schools, teachers paid for by tax dollars, what those children are learning in those public schools paid for by tax dollars. This is not complicated. We're excited about this. We're angry about this. This is as un-American as I can think. And the progressives had a lot of progress, believe they me. They did. They made way too much progress. But not and on this I one. And I think COVID woke, not on this one. woke us up Yes, <laughs> on this one. Well, maybe not us because we've been talking about this for a while. But also, free speech advocates, traditional liberals, 60s liberals, 60s, 70s liberals who've been hiding out there. This is the perfect time to come out of hiding. And you're seeing, by the way, you're starting to see this. You're starting to see this. Traditional liberals saying... Uh-uh, enough. This is speech. This is free speech. You have to protect free speech at the most local of, of local issues and levels. So just some thoughts from us concerning unforced errors, where we are, why the national polls are now running against the president, why the national polls are now running against the Democratic Party. Uh, consumer confidence is down. Inflation's up. People are concerned. Again, every time you go to the gas pump, anytime you read the news, parents showing up at school board meetings, the border, the, uh, losing energy independence, all this sort of coming together in a foundation of angst, concern, worry, which is why, again, you may see an upset in Virginia. We'll be talking more about that next week. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And if you want to have some faith and common sense and recognize that other people think like you do too, please go to BobErlich.com. You'll just feel better. You do every day. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do. Godspeed, everyone.